Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Episode 31, we have a full house today. Nice and cozy in here for those of us that are watching on YouTube. Hello, hello. Um, man, it feels good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, but I think we have to address something that happened uh, overnight. Overnight? Noticed, yeah. But, you know, we released uh, Nathan's video. Nathan merged it in. Phenomenal video in the 90s. Knowledge drop on 987. Yes, and, uh, and I have to, a few of us previewed a video for uh, accuracy and, you know, just uh, kind of proofreading a document, but you're watching a video. I never caught this. And, uh, and I want to ask the listeners and viewers, I guess, who watch YouTube, how offended are you by Nathan's feet? <laughs> <laughs> because there we go. Yeah, Robert brought it up on the screen. So because there was a comment, and first I thought you know, it was Nathan, a joke. Pretty yeah. good looking feet. I thought it was somebody was kidding about that, and I thought that's kind of funny, you know, because uh, we've made comments about uh, Nathan who likes to wear uh, flip flops. That is so. And, but Nathan. it wasn't a joke. It was the guy was serious. Always, oh yeah, absolutely. How can you talk about a Marcus story in his Porsche dressed <laughs> that way? It was like now. I don't know, it was like the guy in the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Do you go out looking for a job dressed that way? <laughs> that, the bums will always lose. That is so Nathan to be comfortable in his flip-flops. I personally <laughs> cannot stand feet. However, the knowledge drop that he's doing in this video, he could be dressed in anything and it doesn't matter to me. Right. Yes. I, I mean, he could wear a tutu and it would be fine. <laughs> I'm not sure I could abide Crocs, but the flip-flops are not offensive. Yes. I watched the video and I never even noticed... Flip flops didn't because we because you see him all the time. Him well, flip flops, I mean, he's always in flip flops. You know, I'm watching him. I'm looking at the car, and that's what he's talking about. And the different, <laughs> uh, you know, because I learned quite a few things about the 987. Even I own one, and I didn't realize some of the stuff that uh, he brought to the table. But I, at the comment that uh, it's on on the uh, comment thread on the uh, video is, uh, I don't know, it was funny or sad now since it was serious. You know what? Yeah. You know, I appreciate the comments, all of them, because here gave us some fodder for today's yes, <laughs> chat. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully, did. people are not offended as uh, this gentleman was from the, uh, and uh, I don't think it's a reflection poorly on PCA. No, no. Uh, Nathan was nice enough, very kind. He replied and said that he, and we know we noticed for sure. You noticed, Nathan is a an incredible athlete. And he yes. does a lot of uh, ultra running or crazy running. Sure. Uh, and uh, he had just done a race, so his feet were hurting. So he was, Now, what if he was driving in flip-flops? How would you feel about that? Well, we had the safari video where Lee Keen was yeah. driving oh, in flip-flops, yeah. and there were people who had problems with did that. Did they really? They did. Yeah, that was one of the... I don't know if I could drive in flip-flops. That would be weird. I'm pretty sure Lee Keen could beat about 99% of the people. <laughs> driving in flip-flops. Flip <laughs> right. 100%. <laughs> you know, when you have a knowledge drop or a skill like that, you can't talk about flip-flops or what you're yeah. with. So let your actions speak louder. No, but if you haven't caught that uh, video that dropped recently, uh, all about 987 box, uh, first gen boxers yep. and Caymans, and like Manny said, I learned quite a bit. Yes. Yeah, Nathan's always so much fun to watch, and, uh, and he's such a uh, an asset to our club. Uh, you know, he is a, not a member of our staff; he's just a volunteer. Um, but he uh, is just so passionate about the most the little minutia of uh, the details, Wait. and he showed the underbody of the green car. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It never yeah. left the factory that clean. Oh yeah, it yeah. was just so. Uh, you could have done surgery on that back uh, underneath this uh, the, car. The green car, with the red interior. Uh, just it's the one he had at yeah. the uh, parade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is cool, but no, I mean he's amazing because he's he's just a subject matter expert. But he never comes off as an insufferable know-it-all. There's a humility to him. I love the way he, you know, he conveys things. It's always fun to watch. And I love videos where I come away learning something. Absolutely. And so, and, so. and probably the best way I'm going to kind of tie it all in here, the best way to show appreciation for Nathan, his videos, and the videos that we do is, is to let him wear what he wants. Well, that and be <laughs> sure to subscribe to YouTube, our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Help us get to that 100,000 subscriber, each and every one of you. All you got to do is click the little subscribe button. And, and I get know Ilko's listening because Ilko, our advertising director, always listens. Uh, I think Ilko should find a, a sponsor of flip flops. So <laughs> Tevas. Is uh, it Tevas? I, I don't wear flip flops. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a PC flip flop, so it's all legit. So, uh, let's see. A lot has gone on. I haven't seen you guys in a while. It has been like two weeks, maybe three, something like that. It was kind of weird being away. Thankfully, you know, with Wi-Fi everywhere and my phone, I still was kind of connected. But, man. Like I said before, I know you don't do cocaine, but, uh, (laughs) boy, your energy level. (laughs) Because you flew in. You got in on Thursday. I thought you were getting in on Wednesday. But you got in on no, I got it. I got in. Oh, you mean back to the states? Germany, yeah, yeah. So I got back into Germany. Uh, back to the states, like one in the morning, Thursday morning. Thursday morning, so, and then I turned around. So we did see you on Thursday for like a couple hours. Yeah, just uh, before picky, you turned came to pick up the banners. Yeah, and then he, we all uh, jumped on a plane to uh, go to um, Rhode, Rhode Island. Well, you don't know. You don't know the after I landed. So, so. We have to. What's it called? The um, we have to submit to the U.S. Postal Service our our sort of our summary of, of our distribution, and uh, so that that has to be submitted by October first every every year. And it's a pretty like I have to go through the the listings and all the distributions in Canada for Panorama and so on and so forth. That was due October first, and I forgot that. I was going to be in town October 1st. So when I landed Wednesday early morning, I probably slept for like four hours and I got up and I did that report for the U.S. Postal Service. And that's why I came into the office is because I had to make triplicates or whatever, sign them and asked uh, Laura to run them to the Postmaster General. <laughs> and then Oops. we grabbed the banners and fl- uh, flags and then we took the flight to uh, Rhode Island. So... And Some, Rhode Island, he was there for uh, uh, you know, Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, Jim and I went out with him, but we came back on Saturday morning. Yeah, and, and it, Rob was up there too, but if Rob hadn't gone to Germany the week before. No. Yeah, and I, I've been. It kind of caught up to me. I did drive Sunday. Though. It kind of caught up to me Sunday. It, uh, you know, when we I was in Germany, I was like up at six in the morning and to bed by one o'clock, like pretty much every day. And I meet back to back meetings, driving, blah 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 blah, but. Man, so many opportunities. I think I think that's what you know. I don't have crack to rely on, but I rely on the fact that PCA has all these potential opportunities at these events, and that's what keeps me going. And even at Audrain, it, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But when I'm there, it's just I feed I feed on it. And um, opportunity is a hell of a drug. Yeah, I, and I forget that I'm <laughs> tired, and then when I got home, 
um, Sunday. <laughs> so, so I changed my flights to be home a little bit early Sunday, but I didn't go home home. I went home and went straight to a family party. So I partied <laughs> with the family uh, till Sunday night and then finally crashed. <laughs> I don't have that energy level without, I guess, starting to use cocaine. Mm. <laughs> I don't wow. know, though. This had to be the first Concord anywhere with two judges named Gwen. Ian and Vu. Yeah. But Did two, they both pronounce it the same? Two different words. marks, though. He's a, he's a Ferrari guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he pronounces it Gwen, too? You know, I don't know. I, I didn't ask him. I think he probably says Gwen, like most of the world. Mm. Yeah, Gwen was a thing growing up. To, for me to make it easy for my friends and my teachers. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you, do we want to go into Audrain? Uh, sure. That's the most recent thing in our memory, I guess. Yeah. So let's see. I think we have some photos. Um, so got there Thursday night. And there, man, do the Audrain people take care of their judges? Because what you're looking at is the location of where they had the dinner for the judges. And I was totally blown away. Um, a historic mansion right on the water. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there eating appetizers. And to the right of me is Jay Leno. And to the left of me was Tim McNair. We were talking stuff. And um, it was kind of interesting. This is the first time I had been there in 2019, not as a judge, just as an attendee. I got to uh, judge this year and um, was fortunate to you know, be in the crowd. And, man, I tell you what, I've never been around that much wealth. It's, 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 kind, of, it's kind of daunting to be around that much wealth. And everybody was super down to earth. But when the person sitting to the right of me at dinner was talking about the uh, newer car that they brought. And I said, so what was that? It was a 1933 Aston Martin. I'm like, that's the newer one? And what what did you bring last year? Oh, I brought my 1925 Aston Martin race car. And I'm like, oh, wow. So do you want to know about my 996? Or (laughs) (laughs) Um, A bit intimidating, but super nice people. Um, I do have to point out that uh, Jim and I were not invited to this dinner. (laughs) You weren't a judge. <laughs> we were. Uh, we we actually stayed uh, forty five minutes away. Yeah. We also weren't invited to the uh, say anywhere in the town <laughs> of uh, um, Newport. You could have shared, uh, shared Newport in, in Indian, I believe. It was uh, very rich people. That's what that's, that means in Indian, uh, because it seemed like every house was a mansion. Or, oh my uh, gosh! Yes, it, it was. It was. Uh, I thought they were like office buildings or old office. They were actually houses with mansions. Uh, we stayed uh, across the airport from the most rundown Hampton Inn either one of us stayed at. And I knew I jinked myself when we pulled into the Hampton Inn and, and Jim says uh, something about that, like you can stay at Hampton Inns. And I said, yes, yeah, because they're always the same. I knew the oh, expectation that we come never. in and this one was not maintained as the other Hamptons. So anyways, uh, we were tired by the time we got back to the hotel and we just walked across the street. To an Italian place, which looked nothing like the place you were at. <laughs> but uh, for people who are listening, um, you know, we're used to running national events, and uh, we're very, uh, I like to always say, we're very German-like in, in the fact that we want everything organized ahead of time, uh, all the parking spots lined out, so there's no surprises, and we're prepared. But uh, here, they didn't seem to really... Yeah, I want that? They said just well, show up in the morning, it, it, you'll be fine. You don't have to come out the day before. You know, we we do probably come across a bit. Um, OCD, because uh, I've been, you know, 
reaching out to the event organizers, asking about layouts and such. But before I get into that, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dave Medeiros and Bonnie, who are PCA members in Rhode Island, where we shipped all of our stuff in advance to their house to save money. And they actually um, brought it in with their truck the day of the event and helped us set up. So thanks to them for that. It's always about PCA members and volunteers. So anyways, um, so Donald Osborne asked me a few months ago if PCA would like to have a display at the gathering. And the gathering is almost like, let's compare like it to the quail, the quail yeah. of the Audrain. And it's um, at the Doris Duke Mansion, Rough Point. It's a beautiful location. And um, there's there's no judging that day. There's some car uh, reveals. There's oh, there's, lots... there's judging going on. Oh, there's the judging. Just <laughs> I mean, not I, the cars. Like I was being judged. Um, but you no. know, with with twenty five <laughs> with us bringing twenty five cars, you know, we we sort of handpick them. We've been in communication with all of our members, telling them when to show up and like three hundred dollars a person. I think buy more. tickets. I think it's more than that. I mean, have you seen what the quail is now? The quail is like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Quite honestly, I don't, one is... of you guys can probably look up how much the price. It was three. Per, I looked was it three hundred? Yeah. But yeah. If you per came person. After, if you per... came after one p.m., it was one hundred sixty. Okay. 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 I guess yeah. you, you uh, would I, have the leftovers. Yeah, I, I would. I would tell you how Dave Kinney describes it in comparison to the quail, but it would be the last podcast that I do. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really laid back. The cars are fantastic. The setting's amazing. You know, there are lobster rolls, oysters, and it was lots a, of stuff to drink. We were fortunate. We had the best day of the weekend. Right. Yes. Beautiful day. So as I was saying, you know, we've been communicating with our members. They wanted us there from nine to nine thirty. The vast majority of our members showed up at nine, like PCA members would, and um, you know they they had an idea of where we wanted or where they wanted us parked, but you know how PCA is. And Manny and I are trying to like we brought we brought you know tape, tape measure, measures. we brought flags, we, we were ready to lay it out, and they're just like oh just park here. So we you know we went with their flow, but we still. Like at, at a certain point, I was like, okay, they're more busy about doing something else. Right. And we're, we laid the cars out ourselves and we put them in a certain order and we had a great representation of cars. Yeah. yeah. And, and the best part is where they put us, um, thank you, Donald Osborne and crew, is it's pretty much at the entrance. So when yeah. you walked into this event, you were greeted by 25 Porsches. You were greeted by the uh, Classic Club Coupe and the Porsche tent. I don't know that Porsche could have even paid for this kind of, uh, you know. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. It really was. Yeah. But they they do a really good job of sweating the 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 big stuff, the stuff that really needs to go off well, went off beautifully. They rolled with all the punches in terms of the weather that came in later in the weekend, um, and the gathering was just a great sort of it was the way best. to kick things off. It was off. the best was, event of yeah, the weekend. It's so laid sure. back. It's so I mean, fun. You had a great uh, a wood fire pizza truck. Yeah. Best way I was telling my wife, I'm like, they had a pizza oven in the back of this big truck. I wouldn't even call it a food truck, it was yeah. like an industrial truck that uh, they had um, this wood fire uh, oven going and they were cranking out the pizzas. I did not try the uh, sushi. I, I thought to myself, I know you don't try gas station sushi, but what about car show sushi? It was good, was it? It's it Rhode Island, it was so good. I mean, it's so $300 per person to get into this event. It's a lot for a quote unquote car show, but I would I would argue with you if you're a foodie and you like cars, it's a bargain. 
You could eat three hundred dollars worth of lobster if you, rolls pretty if, easily for for photo taking purposes for seeing cool stuff. I think three hundred dollars is actually reasonable. Yeah, you got, I mean, you I got too. you got wood fired pizza. You had oysters. You had shrimp. My you eyes had are blazing over. Clam chowder. <laughs> you had to... you had unlimited drinks. I mean, it was like they. I don't know how they made money. They, I, they gave away so much stuff. I agree. I thought it was amazing. It's da- just... Damon, who can sur- survive on chicken nuggets, he doesn't get yeah, it. That, that sounds a little bit too much for he's me. Thinking, he's I'll, thinking that's a set of brake pads. I'll take my 70 bucks and do uh, about five minutes of running in an autocross. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool event. Yeah. It's all relative when they say it's a bargain at 300 Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it, it is relative to other events. Like I yeah. said, I think the quail is it's 800 or $1,000 400-something dollars, it and, looks like. And, you know, there is no line for the food here. Yeah. The setting was about as beautiful as, as yeah. you could ask for at any kind of a car event, and it was fun. It, you know, like I said, it, it you know it was the just music the right was good. People, the music was good. Yep. So it was so the deciding. It was, it was pretty much my playlist. I just want to no, note nice, that. Nice, nice. So the deciding <laughs> factor for me, if I wanted to do this on my own dime in the future, would be: so you pay the three hundred bucks, and it's all you can eat. Yes. Yes. All you all can right. eat. Yeah, it's well, all you can eat from and, okay. morning till five p.m. And all, right. and all you can eat well, good well, stuff. Well, and let's, I, let's back up a second. All right. Wait, 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 wait. It doesn't start until 11 o'clock. So <laughs> it's not morning till 5 p.m. But it goes till yeah, 11 o'clock. You get of, two meals out but of that. six hours of unlimited food. It is all you can eat and drink. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. if you're smart, you don't load up on, like, the breads and stuff like that. You go straight to, like, the oyster bar. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the lobster right. rolls and the top shelf liquor. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at 300, if you factor in the booze, it is a giant. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's that like, makes sense, actually. It's yeah. like any buffet you go to. You don't just start at the thing that's closest to you. You actually go, you have to survey the land right. and see what's available, and then you do a cost factor you wait for the steamer tray of crab legs to come exactly and then you trample because you know they're not going to bring that out first right they're going to bring that out way halfway yeah and by then you you filled up on mac and cheese already yeah exactly you know it's like going to well i know he was uh he was stuck at the uh, buffet trying to see what he was going to eat uh there was a good collection of cars oh yeah you want to share (laughs) some highlights of the cars that we had i was bummed that the audrain couldn't bring the uh their career gt in 918 i know spider but we did have uh um uh, some very interesting cars. We had a um, 26 uh, Carrera Speedster GT GT, mm-hmm. so aluminum body, yeah. cam Carrera. Um, they had a uh, like the one that we looked at a parade. Yeah, uh, well, it was exactly. the same car. Yeah, a little bit. That was a '59. Okay, this was a '57, I think. Okay, '57. Yes, yeah, the one we had a parade was like the '59. Yeah, that was like the last, of yeah. the, the last dozen or so they built. Um, they had a the USA Cup car. One of the port cars, because I told the owner, I said, there's a video coming out later or tomorrow where we review one of these, and it's a port car. And so he said, oh, this is a port car, too, which was basically one of the backup cars for the series. And the guy sitting next to me goes, uh, I own this car. <laughs> and the guy's like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, you bought it from so-and-so, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, I sold it to him. And he's what like, I got a bunch world. of paperwork that he never wanted, but I think you may want to. And I thought, what a small world you yeah. know, that uh, this guy. Uh, so I hadn't seen the owner of the whole day of the uh, USA Cup card until like three o'clock. He uh, popped open the deck lid to show someone, and that's when everyone gathered around. Um, they had the Rothmans Turbo Cup car, which was actually an escort car. He mm-hmm. just uh, decorated it. So Rothmans. Um, there was an RSR 74 yep. RSR. There was a very cool um, uh, 
I think it was a 57 Speedster too, uh, just a regular Speedster, but it uh, actually belonged to uh, Chick Stanton. Now, Chick Stanton was a longtime Porsche salesman in the Northern Virginia area. Mm -hmm. and back then, it, it, everyone knew Chick. If you wanted to get a Porsche, especially any kind of special Porsche, you went to Chick, and I think he worked at Heishman's. Mm. And um, anyways, uh, this uh, uh, younger owner, he had um, all the paperwork for this, for this car. And, you know, that car had, I'm sure you saw it with the PCA tech. Yeah. You couldn't buy that patina. Oh, no. Car. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. so much patina. And uh, so it cool. was a race car all its life. And, yeah. and the guy had uh, all the uh, photos of back when Chick was racing it. And I thought, this is the kind of car that should race the Rensport Reunion. Yeah. But yeah. At least be brought because this shows Porsche in its earliest days. When it was uh, a lot of club racing in the U.S., you know, not everyone was racing a career speedster. Some people were just racing regular speedsters like they do now, reg regular Porsches. Yeah. Um, so it was a very nice uh, uh, range of uh, cars. Thank you. Thank we you. Appreciate that. Yes. Uh, yeah. It really <laughs> was a very nicely curated. Rachel bought her GT4, uh, um, Frozenberry. Frozenberry GT4. Uh, first yeah. time I ever got to see that color. I didn't. I thought it was gray. She had some colorblind. <laughs> right. Was, Somebody was, said her dress matches her car, and I thought. I can see her dress is not gray. Yeah. So that's not I asked her the color. She said Frozenberry. And yeah. She so added it, some uh, sparkle. Sparkles. Sparkle trails into the um, yeah. wing uh, uh, uprights or not uprights. The side, the the side, side pods. Yeah. yeah. On a cloudy day, I thought it looked like Cassis uh, Red. So do you guys do you guys remember Rachel from anywhere? Do you know Rachel? No. So Rachel is the one that did the autocross video for the Northeast region oh, way back when. I thought And that she's like an SCCA. Somebody says she's yeah. really fast. She's super fast. And uh, to, to meet her in person, that I was pretty cool. I think we have cool. a picture when we go back. I, I, uh, it's probably the, the, the you know, one, favorite yeah. picture. Yeah, she's that, standing next to uh, Yeah, she's she super cool. appropriately for her car. There we yeah, go. there she is. Yeah. yeah. When, I mean, it's hard to tell here, but the car is actually has like a... Uh, the, the, the surface of the, wheels, of the wheels, yeah. Yeah, it has the sparkly, um, uh, de not decals, but uh, like a uh, vinyl accents. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for uh, even if you weren't a Porsche fan, people would stopped and walked through because it was just a really impressive display of. Uh, yeah. Of we cars. had the 50th Club Coupe. We had a 60th Club Coupe. There you see the classic Club Coupe. We had 914, 944. The only one that I was not able to draw and, and bring was uh, I was looking for a 928, and that didn't happen. Uh, David and Amy brought their Safari car. It was super cool. Which actually uh, didn't show up at first. Yes, yes. Yeah. but um, I think he saw how many people were there, and he yes. must have went back and tried to get it. Well, that's, I mean, they, he felt so bad. Um, he was just having some mechanical, simple mechanical issues, uh, but... He had you know, a lot he, of stuff going on. He had, a lot, he he had like showing two, the car. two or three cars he yeah, was showing. Sunday, yeah. But ha not even halfway through, like maybe 20 minutes into the event, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go get it. And yeah. uh, he got it there. And, you know, we all said if he has problems getting it out, we'll. Yeah, but then we were filled with parking spots. Yeah. So uh, somebody, you or somebody said, the safari car's coming. So yeah. you can park it. Yeah. So I went up to the Porsche guys and I said, you, would you mind if we parked a safari car right? That was a parade right in front yeah. of your tent because it may, uh, they actually loved the idea because it was. The way we were going to park it, it was going to funnel people in exactly. the tent as opposed to people walking behind it. Yeah. So it worked out perfectly. Even the stuff street parked over the weekend was amazing. I had to run into a CVS, and I parked next to a speed yellow 968 Club Sport. Oh, that was um, – that was where did we see that one? We saw – that was in, that was in uh, part of the display. Oh, that um, was at the um, – At we, the, ten the Tennis Hall of Fame. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Um, credentials. Yeah. Yeah. So – Friday was an amazing day. 
Saturday, on the other hand, I felt so bad. Um, I mean, it was raining buckets. And for Saturday is, you know, seminar day, which is people are inside. That's not a problem. But they also have a lot of the Audrey tours going on. And more importantly for me was I wanted to go uh, and be with the Northeast region. They had their concourse at the Elms. And um, I got out there and it was coming down in buckets. And, you know, my yellow rain boots. I brought them thinking that if I brought them, I would need them. The racing yellow rain boots? Yes, but I definitely needed them. But to the region's credit, all the volunteers were there, and there was probably 50, 60 cars, nice cars. They were on the field, and they decided to do exterior-only judging. I got to meet some wonderful people. They were... They were sogging, they were cold, but they were still out there, and they still had a concord. That was, you know, that was kind of the watchword for the weekend. Everybody was pretty intrepid, but, you know, at least on Saturday, you had the museum, the Audrain Museum, which is fantastic to go through, and the seminars. I don't know. Did you catch any? I went to Tim's. Okay. Yeah. You went to Tim McNair's, which yep. I understand was, was fantastic. Yep. I went to Jay Ward's. Yes. I uh, saw Jay, but I didn't get to go to it. That seminar was fantastic. Was it good? Yeah. yeah. It was, it always it was does a good job. 90 minutes, and it felt like 45. Yeah. Um, uh, it was Jay and Vin, I'm going to screw up his last name, Vin DeBono, I think, uh, who was just this absolute <clears throat> consummate Hollywood insider is a creator of MacGyver, America's Funniest Home Videos, Entertainment Tonight. But, oh man, I wish I went. Yeah. So it was, uh, what was the topic of the seminar? 90 minutes of movie cars oh. and, you know, the clips that they'd woven into it, you know, were seamless and the two of them were obviously, you know, you know, Jay is, is, uh, uh, head of franchise for cars at, at Pixar, and Vin has this probably fifty year long plus history in in Hollywood, and they were just both fantastic. Were these free or just the people? Uh, they were part of my judging package, so I don't know what it is for people that have regular tickets. <laughs> you were waiting the whole podcast to say that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I could I could have watched the whole thing over again. Yeah. Uh, immediately after it finished, it was great. So then Sunday comes and, you know, having being a part of running national events and even regional events, you know, when you're behind the scenes, you can feel the stress of the event organizers. And so it's buckets of water everywhere on Saturday. And what are they going to do for Sunday? Are you they, they canceled they canceled yoga, outdoor yoga. So <laughs> there was a notice for that. Um, but were they going to cancel the concrete? I was like, I can't imagine that they're going to cancel it. But what if it rains? Buckets of buckets. and But somehow the rain stopped. Yeah. The rain stopped that night. The grounds were still incredibly soaked. I think their team went to every single um, Home Depot and Lowe's and Got bought plywood. every single piece of plywood because they – to protect or try to protect the 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 grounds of these hist- the historic yeah. they uh, work from 12 midnight until 5 in the morning 5 in the, the morning plywood. it was with the plywood. just amazing the Audrain team just and what was even was more incredible. amazing is i think by showtime less than 10 cars dropped out so all these amazing I think it was seven cars yeah i think it was, was seven it. cars yeah. officially um you know cars what what I what I liked was you know we 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 go to a lot of car events that are primarily Porsche. Here's an event that I go to that I would say I only knew maybe thirty percent of the cars. Like I'm looking at cars like 
I know it's a Rolls Royce, but like I don't know Phantom Ghost. I don't know whatever. And it's like it was it was a lot of Look learning at the to class do. Class you had though. I mean, you had some really yes. obscure, Sir, super cool stuff. Can I tell you, I had to judge elegance and speed. <laughs> <laughs> but you also had like a Bizzarini Strada. You had a Di Tommaso Longchamp. I mean, just these cars that are awesome, cars. super cool, but really obscure. So and, obviously, you're not judging for originality because you would know what's original. What? Wait, what? I mean, you're, most, you're right. You know, you're absolutely right. When, so, when I, when when I saw the judging compared to parade judging. Well, totally different. Totally different. Um, I would say this is probably more in line with uh, works type of judging. because Looks it's, fast and I could wear a suit in it, basically, right? No, 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 no. I mean, they're <laughs> looking for, like, you know, I, I honestly didn't know enough to judge based on um, nuts and bolts is if it's you know the correct sizing and stuff but you can tell if the car is original the story uh between the of the the owner and the car maybe the race history or the history of, the, of importance of the car a lot of it had to do with the presentation um but colin comer colin mm-hmm. comer yeah he, he was he was the lead on my team and he's super knowledgeable so between him him and then the owners and then at the end of the day just looking at the car of how well it's finished and and there were cars that were amazing but there were also cars that helped me appreciate it. I, I think i told you the 1963 um avanti which i have you know i have never been a fan of an avanti because i think of an 80s avanti but here was a 63 avanti it kind of looked like an 80s avanti but when you saw the details of what this gentleman went through and preserving the car the seat rails were covered in leather the the finish of the exterior and the interior was perfect oh and by the way i later found out you know um after judging everything he's like do you mind if i ask you are you with pca (laughs) because i wasn't i wasn't dressed in anything pca and uh to him i was just another asian (laughs) right (laughs) uh but uh he's like yeah i wanted to ask you but my wife said you, you know, you, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm an NNJR member. So the, the guy that had this 63 Avanti that was perfect in every way. And to, you know, just be exposed to that sort of enthusiasm with yeah. another mark was just cool. A 300 SL, the Bizzarini, um, you had those the Maseratis. Lancia, the Lancia, the yeah, Maseratis. The, and so you were judging on speed and elegance. Mm-hmm. So how do you judge speed? Or no, that's just a class. Oh, that's a class. It's just yeah, a class. Yeah. The class is yeah. speed and elegance. Yeah, but cool but stuff. there were. I mean, just like any concord you go to, when you look at the cars, you kind of know which one's like the top, which one's the worst, and which one's kind of in the middle. So 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 finding the top car is pretty easy. The 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 third car is actually the hardest because then you have to judge. Um, yeah. So, so some of the details. Score sheets, right? There's score sheets for sure. Do you give them back to your owners? Mm, I don't. I I turn them in. I don't know if they give them to the owners. I don't think they give. What them are to you writing owners. on the score sheets? So originality, condition. But the originality, body. you're just looking, and if it looks original, you're giving it. Yeah, and and we ask them. You know, we ask them, and everybody was very honest about it. Like, you know, was it original? Was every car paint? original? No, no. <laughs> people are very honest. They're like, this car was <laughs> like PCA. It was like, original in something. There was there was one car that was painted. Um, shoot, I can't remember. Oh, I think it was originally a blue car, mm-hmm. and then it was painted a resmi red. And I'm like, he, he didn't do it. The previous owner did it. But you're thinking, why would it? And, oh, and the restoration was like in 2017. So you're like, mm-hmm. 
why would someone in 2017, especially a high dollar card, not restore it to its original, what we know as like Cardex or, or its original birth certificate? Was color? that the Maserati, the Camson? I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Funny yeah. story about that. That car yeah. almost didn't make it. I know. I know. You have a story with that. But that yeah. car was cool. That car um, was, a, was not born red? No. Wow. Oh, because I'd never seen a red Camson before. So yeah. that makes sense. That's, yeah. a, that's a super interesting car. Yes. Yeah, it was very cool. So, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're. Rob's opinion of the car just dropped. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, well, you just see yeah. the look on his face. So, here's the thing red is, like... is not, you know, in silver blue, that car would be stunning. Oh, my gosh. You know, yes. Red is so not, know. you know, it was very not interesting the color that they chose to paint it red. So, the 300 SL, you know, I've been in one, I've sat in one, I know around them, but Colin thankfully knew enough to, like, I don't know. Apparently, belly pans are a thing for 300 SLs, and yes. if you have your belly fitted pans, luggage, belly pans, and rudge knockoffs. Like, is belly pans just the underguards? Yeah. And yeah. why is that a big deal? Uh, it's I don't know why is fitted luggage a big deal. It's you know it adds to the well, rare arrow of the car. Yeah, but apparently, and uh, apparently 300 SL people like if you ask. Yeah. If your car is good, it better have its belly pans. Belly pans, rudge knockoff wheels, and fitted luggage. So belly like, pan uh, meaning like a, a skid plate or is underbody paneling? I think underbody or... panels, yeah. Huh. I don't know. I guess early arrow. Who knows? Yeah. But I yeah, know. Um, you know, my class was super interesting. People were very nice, and um, it wasn't that hard to judge. I learned a lot. It was yeah. very cool. Yeah, you had a cool class. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, so did I, though. I, I loved the class I what was What class judging. did you judge, didn't you? I had uh, the under 30 class, the non-BMW under 30 class. Under 30 years old? Under 30 years old, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, and, and it was well under 30. Most of the people who brought cars were early to mid-20s. One of the, Is that the one with the, the Datsun, the 2A? Yeah, that was the one with the, the 260Z. Oh, 260, yeah. The black 944 was brought by a 16-year-old. Mm. Mm. Nice. So, How did you end up in that class, and I ended up in elegance and speed? I don't know. Maybe you're just more elegant than I am. I have no probably, idea. Probably. Were they spreading the minority judges around? Is that what <laughs> Manny? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've done that class for the last two odd reigns. So. Yeah. So I hope I hope we get invited back to be a so display um, for the gathering because I think that's an amazing event. And uh, hopefully I get to judge again. They'll let me do it. However, there is sort of a snafu if yes. things are... <laughs> going to be the same for them next year and that's if that I was the is. organizers i would have them rethink that weekend because the same weekend is rensport next year wah, wah, wah. Ooh, yeah. now granted it's on the other side of the country but Lord, yeah we need to we need, yeah we should have a conversation with donald about that because you know because you would think they would uh, they would want to celebrate porsche's 75th anniversary right and, and feature porsche in some way but wow uh, yeah that whole town will be in monterey most likely can can i break <laughs> the no phone rule right now and just text donald no you can wait, <laughs> you can wait. Right. i don't know i mean i think I think a lot of the people there are not necessarily Rensport people. It's just that there will be a good chunk of Porsche representation that won't be there because right. if they have it the same weekend. So oh, it's a tough call. Uh, again, I'm I'm happy I'm not making that call for them. So speaking mm -hmm. of Rensport, yeah, uh, we go out next uh, Monday. We fly out, right? Uh, yes, we yes, do. Next Monday, we fly yep. out to uh, to Laguna Seca to do a site visit mm -hmm. so uh when we come back on wednesday we'll um update everyone on the podcast what we saw on our site visit obviously we've been to laguna before uh but here i think they're going to point out uh, what spaces they're going to be using uh for what purpose 
It's actually a two-day site visit. Unfortunately, they have so many agencies and people coming. Oh, yeah. That have to spread it out. There's a lot there. of puzzle pieces there. And I think there's a lot of people who have never been there. Mm -hmm. and they're going to see it for the first time. Yeah. Um, that Before we go on, can I say two thank yous? Uh, one thank you is to, to Doug and Dave from the Northeast region who helped me you know, curate the cars that were at the gathering. They put a lot of time and effort into that. And then also to thank Jonathan and Ray uh, at Porsche Classic for taking care, such good care of the Classic Club Coupe and having a booth for the car. And probably one of the memorable moments of the weekend was Sunday when they brought the Classic Club Coupe. And you're, you're in the middle of this field of just super crazy valuable cars and brass cars and all that stuff and then they drove the classic club coupe across the lawn and you could just see every single head turn and you see a lot of younger people with their phones and their cameras chasing the car to see where the car is going to stop so i want to thank those guys for taking such good care of the car yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely a lot of people ask at the gathering uh when where and when are we going to auction it? Mm -hmm. it that's yeah. still being discussed. It won't be until next year, but it'll definitely be advertised a lot when uh, the executive committee decides on yep. the final fate. Yeah. You can probably thank Dave and Bonnie again. I didn't realize that we delivered all our stuff to their house. Yeah. That was so nice of them. Yeah, definitely. He has some mad parallel parking skills because we parked at the restaurant oh. Friday night, uh, and he has a big... Uh, F-150 truck. Yeah. So no, this is this is the part Chevy. of part of the show that we will go into our culinary experience because I wanted to make sure that um, Man <laughs> Manny and Jim had a taste of a little bit of uh, New England. So so Dave is a um, uh, ex Rhode Island state trooper. Uh, state trooper. Yeah. So he knows where all the dives are and the, where the true good food is and. Um, we ended up like on this wharf in this little place that called oh, Finns, I think. Finns, yeah, Finns Harbor Twins. or something. And so you got a taste of Rhode Island yeah. uh, chowder as opposed to New England. No, I actually had New England. You had New England. I had Rhode Island, which is clear, clear broth as, yeah. as opposed to creamy. We had uh, clam cakes. They were good. Uh, we split uh, some lobster rolls. And all of this was like dirt cheap, and I'm pretty sure all the seafood came from the water, like you know, the day before or earlier that morning. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, the place it, it is called the Ocean State. So, yes, you know, but Manny wouldn't try the sushi, <laughs> so, like, dude. Because it, it was a, it's the friggin' Ocean State. Yeah, but it's car show su sushi. Well, okay, but you are the same guy also that goes to the sushi at the airport. Because they have chefs right behind the counter making it right then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> airport. It doesn't sushi. matter if the fish has I been will, there for two I weeks. I will take car show sushi over airport sushi any day. Right, especially when you're in road freaking island. <laughs> you got to go to Terminal B and see. Terminal B and see. <laughs> All right. Uh, Petit was also this past weekend. Yeah, uh, Cindy uh, Jacobson, our executive vice president, and Aaron Ambrosino, our uh, vice president, were both there. And I asked them to send some photos. It was the uh, you know it's the final race. It's the culmination. Uh, kudos to uh, FAF Porsche for taking the GTTD title yep. uh, wow. for the season. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, the uh, Porsche Plots is a um, area that's uh, run by uh, PCA and Porsche. Porsche pays for it. PCA provides the volunteers. And it's also uh, usually a parking area just for Porsches. 
Uh, the tickets usually sell out, uh, but it, this place has a very big parking area, Road Atlanta, um, and it is the place to park. And it's one of the best views because it's at the uh, end of the back straight. On the other side is the Corvette uh, um, area of Corral, uh, but I think we have the better spot because we get to watch all the... Looks uh, like they stepped up breaking. the tent. The tent looks beautiful. And it, a couple of years ago, they elevated it, and they... Uh, it's been elevated for a little while, I think. Yeah, they made a lot more room on it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they really stepped their game up from what it used to be. Yeah, I was uh, last there in 2016 or 2017, and it was elevated, and you can look right down into one of the gorgeous. hardest braking areas in mm-hmm. the whole track. And what they call the beach, because it's, it's beach. such a lo- big gravel trap. Uh, but you're coming at the end of yeah. a long, long straight. Um, and you can see, like, the... They bring in the factory uh, teams. The uh, usually head of motorsports comes, and they give updates during the race or before the race. And um, that's where we brought Patrick Dempsey in one time to speak to the crowd. Um, so it's a great uh, member benefit. There's no extra charge. Uh, you got to pay the uh, the parking fee if you want to bring your Porsche in. But if you're just coming to visit, uh, you can just walk on in. And uh, usually they have refreshments. They have closed circuit television, and you can see the viewpoint is phenomenal. So. If you're a PCA member or a Porsche owner, I got to get back. I haven't been there in so long. That's awesome. But it was on, I got to watch it on TV, uh, and it was. Uh, I think it looked like, from all accounts, they missed the uh, storm. Yeah, they were, they were uh, ahead of time. We kept on reading how they were preparing for the worst, but the uh, storm must have changed directions and missed uh, Brazelton, where Rhode Island is. So, Cindy and Aaron had a uh, pretty good time uh, interacting with members and watching Porsche. Now, yeah, you and Jim went back early, fairly early Saturday. Were you trying to make yeah, an event? Yeah, when you travel with Jim, there's a couple of things you learn. <laughs> you have to eat dinner by 4 o'clock. <laughs> early bird special Oh, yeah, he with starts Jim. panicking. Oh, yeah. What, like at the Golden Corral or something? Or? Anywhere. Some place, but it's just 4 o'clock. <laughs> he just he gets hungry quick. We ate at 6.30. You would have thought that uh, uh, he, would, he would just die. Um, and that he likes to get to the airport about three hours ahead of time. That's like my dad. I said, I said you and my I wife. I gym two hours. Wow. You and my wife would travel two hours for so, domestic. So, so he, Damon's like my dad too. So, so they get there having so traveled early. the gym, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get his back here. It's three <laughs> hours is pushing it, but we have to realize Manny is the person who will walk up to the gate as they're boarding. as the plane is boarding. Right. Oh, that's me so, too. You know, I can't it, do that. But, but Damon has to come early because he's usually the one that gets pulled aside. <laughs> yeah, people think. Yeah, uh, so much wire. He looks like my hammer bags. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, the greatest inventions in the world are TSA pre-check and clear. Yeah, I, I still haven't it. done the pre-check. I don't know why. But. Well, well, it didn't matter because this airport had no one in line. <laughs> yeah, Providence is a fantastic airport. Yeah, we got there and there was only one other person at the gate. And so Jim's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry we got us here so early. And was it really three lot, hours, I, though? I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes later, he was done. <laughs> he was done. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, I got there two and a half hours early for a one-hour flight. To Providence? So was your was your oh, Saturday okay. event canceled because of the rain? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's why I was, oh. I was hoping to stay for the Northeast Concord because mm. I thought that's perfect. Uh, and I wanted to show my 914 at the uh, Chesterbeek event, but that was canceled, so... But then I started seeing the forecast going really down south for uh, mm. the uh, Saturday event. So that's when I said, well, I'm just going to go home because it's going to be raining all day at the Concours. And I don't have yellow boots to keep my feet dry. <laughs> they worked perfectly. Thank you very much. So I thought I'd share, share with you sort of uh, where I went to after the last um, podcast, right? Kind of carry, 
carry on to the the next two days of my Germany trip. Yeah, without Paul, we can talk about some more deep dive stuff that. Uh, yeah. Or should they want us to know? <laughs> so here is a photo for those of you that are watching on YouTube. Um, we did a lot of amazing things and saw a lot of you know wonderful behind the scenes stuff with Porsche, and our last stop. Uh, my wife's going to kill me because that's a photo where her eyes are closed. I had like 10 to choose from, and I chose that one. Anyways, um, so Porsche Classic is a, is at a new facility um, where their workshop is probably tripled in size, and they're just cranking out different things, and they wanted to show us their new home. And um, I, you know, I thought going to go see a workshop would be cool, and uh, it was definitely sort of the 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 icing on the cake because when we arrived at classic in that photo all of the workers that you see behind us all of those individuals were the ones that turned a wrench sanded down the body stitched the interior all of those people had a hand in the classic club coupe and they all lined up we got to shake their hand as if that wasn't enough and they asked me to or asked all of us that were there to look up and if you look at the top of that photo you will see that there's a photo of the classic club coupe a big print and unfortunately i couldn't take photos of the entire facility but the whole perimeter of that workshop are photos of various stages of the classic club coupe and the reason why they chose those images is because they feel that the project the classic club coupe project was sort of the model for everything that they do at classic from having the right partner the right car the right challenge the you know you name it and it's basically the inspiration for all the workers every day for all of the year and there's no other project highlighted in that workshop besides ours nice That's i just I just want to know one thing. Did you get me a 996 Ducktail? <laughs> so, well, oh, shoot. You know, we didn't take you pictures failed. of that book that's going to come out at Luft. I don't know how we can uh, hold you that up. Run next door and get it from your I, office. I should go get it, right? Okay, give me a sec. I'll go get it. But um, yeah, it, it was an amazing experience. So we did walk through their facility and we saw, I saw the English wheel where they made the double bubble roof. I saw the, you know, where they sized it. They have, you know, huge workshop tables, um, uh, projects in process. Here's a new thing that I saw. I don't know if you guys knew about this. So they showed us this 928. Is the Beauty book on your desk? Yeah, the, the book's on my desk. So, um, Originale. Originale with the, the blue spine. Blue spine. Um, or is that? So it was an early 928, and they said, don't, you know, and it was perfectly clean and such. And we look at the front end, and he was talking about, you know, this car has, um, can you tell anything about the front end of the car? And I'm looking at it, and I could tell, like, the, the shade of the paint was a little bit different than the rest of the car. I was like, does it have to do with the the front end of the car? And he said, absolutely. And what it was is, we know paint protection film, right? And we... Uh, and and our um, our buddy Pete Tremper back in the day gave me a can of this stuff that I could roll on to the front of my car um, for driver's ed to protect it. Like it would, it's, it was like a gel, right? And I would roll it onto my car, and then it would kind of harden, right? And then you do your driver's ed, and then after it's done, you just wash it off, and it's like a like a gummy bear kind of a, a texture. So, anyways, yeah. 
It was horrible if it got wet, but if it was dry, it worked. It worked. It was like a protective layer. Anyways, on this 928, the PPF was a spray-on PPF. It was not a film that they squeegeed on, and it was a spray-on, self-leveling. It had like proper orange peel. He was going to get me the manufacturer, but I've never heard of spray-on PPF. Is that a new thing? If it is, it sounds like it's less labor in uh, a lot of ways, right? I, I, yeah. So, like, how do you so, spray it on? You don't get bubbles, I guess. It'll and be then, interesting if we see the SEMA this year. Yeah. I, I do know that at the open house, there was a guy with, like, a um, Miami Blue 996, or it was, like, a bright blue 996. And he had mentioned his car was spray-on PPF. But it didn't really register until I saw this one because it – his looks like it was sprayed on it. Like to me, it almost looked like it was um, plasti dip, plasti sort of a, sort yeah, of a plasti dip thinking, process. Yeah. And, and we've seen people do that too, but that definitely doesn't look not his car, but other cars I've seen where it's like the plasti dip spray. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look right, right? But this this nine twenty eight, it looked gloss. It looked just like more clear. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So, anyways, so, so if you guys know about this new process, chime in down below in the comments. I'd I'd like to learn a little bit more. I will say Porsche is always uh, trying out stuff like this. Yeah. I remember um, on one of our trips, um, Sandra's the husband, Michael, picked me up in his GT3, and it had a full wrap on it. And he said they were testing out wraps on the cars to see how they would do because they were thinking of also selling wraps as a option. Mm-hmm. I thought that was it. They're not letting the aftermarket take all the uh, opportunities. Sure. So we were we we also had uh, lunch with the classic team and actually Mr. Fabig, Alexander Fabig, who oversees classic, who oversees classic, um, joined us for for lunch, and um, we were you know just having lunch and just talking about various things. We gave him uh, the seventieth uh, logo that we created with cars at parade, which he absolutely adored. So we we're talking. He goes, you know, wouldn't it be great? I know in a future issue of Originale that we highlight PCA's relationship and maybe we put in there the uh, classic Club Coupe and then the future projects, blah, blah. And, of course, we're hearing this at lunch and we're thinking, man, that would be awesome, <laughs> right? He totally played us because I go, we go to classic and the gentleman there, we're sitting in a meeting room. He's like, yeah, well, you may have heard about this from Mr. Fogba, but let me show you the upcoming originality that's going to debut at uh, Lufkakult uh, later this month. And for those of you that are watching YouTube and those of you that are not watching YouTube, may I present to you uh, the most recent originality with a club blau spine. And inside, highlighting PCA and the classic Club Coupe. And it just goes through the story there. And um, it's coming out soon, so go to your dealer. Make sure you uh, you get one. A lot of things on the classic Club Coupe people have asked in the past about. Uh, here's a perfect example right here. The Fuchs. So people have asked about the Fuchs on the classic Club Coupe. Is it available? The ones that are on the classic Club Coupe are not. Those are one-offs because of the GT3 offset and the narrow-body car. However, you can get 18-inch Fuchs now for your 996 as well as for your Boxster. So part they, of this, they are not identical, like you said. Not only not only offset, but it doesn't have the blue stripe and it doesn't have the word Porsche. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct on the rim. 
but uh, yeah, I thought that was cool, and and I just thought it was very typical of I Mr. Fobbing. The blue, uh, the blue the spine. spine. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that's that was not a lot impresses me, but that impressed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? and where's that going to debut it? Uh, at Luft. This so, uh, so by the time people listen to this, it was October 9th as Luft. And uh, it'll be there. Are they still doing those rubber, uh, not rubber, those wax, the wax uh, seals? Oh, uh, I don't know if they're they're going to do it there, to, but they, they still they still have just to seal them when you pick them up in person. Yep, yep. Uh, like in a vent wax seal with their hot wax incident, and they stopped doing it for legal reasons. Yeah. So yeah, that was the um, the the classic workshop, and I don't know if is there a photo of I did get to take a photo inside the interior shop. There's like a. Robert, there's a photo of a, a seat, a multicolored seat. Oh, that's a Partridge family seat. Yeah. I don't know if you can pull that up. But again, yeah, that was just an illustration of things. <laughs> that's a color color blind test. Honestly, <laughs> I would I would wrap my nine I six in that sort of Looks color. Looks like a pattern. Harlequin golf. Exactly, right? I that's, love that. that's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. I'd like and to get a set of those seats and buy a Harlequin golf. What was that game when you were a kid that it was a circle and you had to hit the Oh, uh, Simon says. Yeah. What it is? Yeah. yeah, Simon says. Like, I would love to just go to a um, a vinyl shop and just pick up all their scraps in different colors and just wrap my. So yeah, that's all six. the different color interiors you can buy. Is no, those are that's just an example of things that they can do. It was just a representation. It's funny, and and I couldn't take a, a photo of um of it, but their uh, workers' locker. You know how like mm-hmm. when you you report to work and you put your stuff in your work locker, mm-hmm. <laughs> they leather wrap their work locker. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Nice. Is that yeah. like a five grand option yeah. for the worker? <laughs> so so uh, we also went to Porsche Exclusive Manufacture, uh, the area where the Sonderwunsch uh, program is also. Um, I, I got to point out that picture, yeah. once again, people watching on YouTube, where Porsche Exclusive is, faces a courtyard. And that's, uh, like you said, that's where Wolfgang Porsche office one. is. Yep. Works one and all of right outside of that uh, um, courtyard is where the famous photo was taken of the, the 917s, 917s yeah. yeah, uh, ready for FIA inspection. That's black and white, and you see all these white 917s that were quote unquote ready, <laughs> yeah, that were ready. So, uh, to me, that's like so uh, geeky cool that uh, yeah. all these spots are, uh, you know, Rob and I love these photos that compare like history, it uh, shows something like in the 40s and then modern times what it looks like in a split screen. So every time I get to see that uh, location where those 917s were photographed, I think, wow, there's so much history in this little area. Robert, if you go back to the photo with the two cars, I think it was a a blue spider and – nope, go back. That one and the the Taycan. So that is actually um, the corner of where Dr. Wolfgang's office is. How cool is that? Back when I went there for the first time around 1989, there was like a walk-up parts counter there. And I remember buying a set of, of uh, Bosch H1 headlights yeah. for my 72 911 because you couldn't buy those in the U.S. then or they were really hard to get. And it was just a walk-up parts counter. It was crazy. So there's so much construction going on. In fact, Works One is going through an interior uh, redesign, but uh, Exclusive and Sonderwunsch, they're like the only department that's still operating out of Works One. And if you go in, there should be some photos of the uh, – the area inside exclusive. Nope, that's the dealership. But there should be some photos with like paint samples and such. Anyways, you go in there and anyone can actually, there you go, anyone can make an appointment there um, 
from all over the world people come in they do not sell cars there they're pure consultation is just consultation to show you all the different color combinations to show you the capabilities that they can you know create and they has they had some Sunder Winch cars there that just you know for display it's pretty amazing um and we ran into uh a a pca member over there and i'll, I'll just leave his name anonymous but it was kind of cool and he was there just to you know pick their minds and put together a you know next recipe of uh, his favorite car and that's actually quite normal for people in europe i think we've said this before like it's really only the u.s where you roll up to the dealership and you kind of look and see what's in the, uh, the parking the lot car. and you, you and you want to go home with the car that day in europe that is not the case oh, in the europe pandemic that's changed yeah yeah i mean you really in europe they spec out their cars they really design exactly what they want and they wait for the car of their dreams i remember mm -hmm. porsche would have meetings with us very frustrated in that americans did not want to order cars like europeans and and we were even us. We thought that's insane. You know, people. You go to the dealer ready to buy a car. You want to walk out with the uh, car. Yeah. And you don't want to have to wait even a day. Instant and, gratification. Yeah, that's and, our uh, society. But now with uh, the way allocations are and supply, I think they're getting their wish. Everyone's uh, just ordering cars and having to wait. Yeah. Cool. So the um, the photo of the the mess that Robert put up. For those of you that have been to the Porsche Museum and Works One, so in this photo, to the left of it is the museum, to the right of it is Works One, and that mess that you see there are the last remaining bits and pieces of the factory dealership that has been moved, and the reason why they've um, crushed it. I know, Rob you, Rob, you didn't know that? I was just there. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I was literally just there in May. I walked in because the dealership very yeah. often has more interesting stuff than yeah. the Porsche Museum store. That thing got the wrecking ball? Yep. That's one of yep. the glass Whoa. windows on the sidewalk? Yep. Wow. Yep. They took it all down and... and it didn't even look like an old building. No, it wasn't. I think was it was it like, like a going out of business sale at the... No. They just they relocated. They relocated it, but the real reason is they needed more room for paint and body. Oh, and wow. And so that building that you see standing right there in the background, that is... Uh, the paint and body area for the the Tycons and 911s and such. And I think we were talking to the room. manager of the place at one point, and he said it's, uh, it can be very stressful because all the key executives are literally across the street, mm. and they can come over to the – because in oh, yeah. Germany, Porsche owns the dealers. Yeah. It's not like here in the U.S. where it's all independent. Yeah. So he said it was sometimes a little unnerving that uh, the top executives just walk across the street and be at their dealer – to do inspections or you know so they always had to be at uh, at alert right yeah. so like all the crests on the wheels aren't lined up yes. for the cars in the showroom floor all yeah the coffee that would... had to be uh, rebrewed every hour yeah hmm. yeah so a, a factoid in the the trip there um and wow. we, we can't talk about the fate of what, what i'm about to talk about but one of the cool things that's still Why there that is <laughs> one of the cool things that you see in between works too and the the um, the Tycon factory is the Reuter building, mm -hmm. and uh, the Reuter building obviously where the the the, the bodies of the three five six were built, um, and they also did interior. And did you know? And Manny probably knows because we've talked about it. Is Reuter cars, and Reuter cars eventually became 
Ricaro. Yeah, I did not know that until you told me uh, yeah. uh, yesterday or the day before. I did not realize they were uh, one became the other. Yeah, exactly. you know, he's obviously upon that history is is our friend Frank Young. Yeah, I knew that. It's yeah. his young. Yeah. So, anyways, very cool to see all that stuff. Um, yeah. Well, let's get into maybe a bit of news. Uh, interesting enough, the whole time I was in Germany, no one talked about IPO. I don't know why, but certainly when I came back, uh, I, IPO was all the uh, all in the news. So, so it came out I think Thursday. Yeah, it went out and it went uh, live the IPO and uh, um, and it started trading above yeah, the release like price. Now it's trading below yeah. a little bit. Right. Uh, Jim was watching it every fifteen minutes, giving me updates yesterday. <laughs> It's on the Frankfurt Exchange. Yes. Okay. Yep. It's yeah. under P nine eleven. Is the um, the initials? Wow. It's different because if you type in Porsche stock, you're going to get the Porsche SE, which mm-hmm. is the holding company. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the uh, interesting articles was uh, uh, who owns the Porsche SE, the holding company that uh, the Porsche and Piac families, uh, you know, started to manage. Uh, I guess the investment side of the company, and. Uh, I think that's what Jim has B stock. In. Right, he says that's right. part of Porsche. Um, that's the, uh, but to no surprise in the article, you know, the uh, um, majority health shareholders are the two families, uh, Porsche and Piac. You know, they, yeah, which is also comforting because, uh, much like when Volkswagen bought Porsche out, I really wasn't too worried because I said it's essentially transferring money around within the family mm-hmm. but it's uh, you know general motors had bought porsche then i would have been sweating it uh, but you know nothing really changed other than now now with the um going public uh porsche is back to being independent yeah uh, God, of course gm has such a great history of buying other brands i mean saab is doing really well selling it at a discount yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you talked a little bit about the next uh topic uh, the gtd and, yeah, yes, yeah. I, I jumped ahead, but yeah, once again, congrats to FAF out of Toronto, and uh, um, we have a mutual friend there, Lawrence, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe works for Lawrence marketing. Yeah. Yeah, Lawrence have you been to their place in uh, Ontario? Oh, no, I was just seeing it's photos incredible. that you post on Instagram. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and that and that, uh, that design, that car, the uh, plaid, was uh, such a hit, and it was great to see them do so well. Um, they, they weren't... Technically, the factory car, but essentially, when Porsche, like Brumos, Porsche got behind it. And if you listen closely in the pits, there was a lot of German being spoken. Yeah. So even though it wasn't an official factory car, there was a lot of consultants. There was no official factory car at Petit. No. no. Yeah, with with the RSR being out, right? Yeah. Yeah, But once again, you. uh, (laughs) I learned this at Daytona when I first started going that they're consultants and they were all speaking German as they're working on the cars. That uh, man, Porsche sends over to uh, mm. keep people to make mm-hmm. sure that the car does well. So I'm looking at the time. It looks like this is going to be an extended version of our podcast. I hope that's okay with you all that's listening. Uh, let's talk about upcoming events. Boomstock. Yeah, so as of yesterday, we I saw some more come in uh, this morning. I think we're close to almost 100 cars. <laughs> nice. So uh by the time you hear this, uh, I would say half the uh, more than half of the uh, people who register will get notices mm-hmm. if they've been accepted. Um, it's going to be a, uh, a very fun show. We're going to park right on the street. Yep. It's going to be uh, we're we're designing the signs for each car, uh, special event shirts for our volunteers. 
uh, food trucks, DJ. It's going to be a great time. Why don't we mention the dates and place again? Because I still have to book my ticket. <laughs> November 13th at West Coast Customs, uh, Burbank, California. It's a uh, Sunday. It's a Sunday. Um, we also have, remember we met Chris Jacobs at Meekum, and he's not too far from the event. He will actually come and hang out with us. So you, if that name sounds familiar to you, he's a uh, motor trend and overhaul. Overhaul is what yep. I remember him from. Where so, he's still on there. Yep, so it'll be cool to see him there. And I guess he'll be doing tours of uh, West Coast? Tours of West Coast Customs Facility. Yep. What are the dates of the LA Auto Show this year? So yeah, that's 16, the next one. 17, 18 is the Friday, I believe. Right. The 19th so. is... Uh, well, so October 19th is the opening of registration for the LA Auto Show, right? Yes, it is. So that'll sell out really, really quickly, uh, especially since we haven't done this in 290 years, uh, right? Yeah, 290 so tickets available. Uh, The price of admissions about the same. Last year, Uh, the price of admissions the same as you know a regular admission ticket, but you get early access to the Porsche floor. It will just be coffee. It will not be a breakfast. Uh, We're keeping it very simple, but it's still an amazing. It'll be an amazing time. Yeah. And if anyone who has the opportunity to be there on a Friday, uh, do, do it. it. Because do it. Uh, you get to sit in the cars, you get to speak to the uh, product specialists, because Lord have mercy, when they open up those doors, everything is locked it's down. It's like a tidal wave. Yeah, everything <laughs> is locked down, and that place just gets 10 times more packed than it is when it's just PCA people. I'm also happy to report that we will be having Tech Tactics West again. We still have a little bit of uh, details to iron out as far as location, but registration will open October 24th. And if you've never been to Tech Tactics, it's um, very interactive. If you like the stuff that uh, you know Nathan Mers does, um, you know we have sessions with experts, and you're sitting in sort of classroom style. The multiple tracks that you get to choose what you want to listen and learn it'll be a lot of fun so we get so, nathan to wear flip-flops i will insist <laughs> upon it. i think it'll we be a, it's for those who aren't familiar it's two one-day events so each day it's the same thing but it gives the opportunity for more people to attend since it's also going to be very limited since it's as much as the facility can handle in the classroom uh settings but nathan's uh, confirmed uh, Pedro Bonilla, yeah. who's the Boxster uh, Cayman expert, he's uh, confirmed, and John Paderek. Oh, really? John Coast. Coast. He's That's coming awesome. out to the West Coast. He's the uh, Restoration 56, our late 911 Restoration. He has some Charles? great stories. Charles, Charles from Ella. Charles from Ella and Engineering. Yeah. He's confirmed. It's so. a who's who of technical people. Yeah, we haven't had it that in a while. Yeah. And uh, for those wondering about the East Coast, uh, as long as Porsche lets us do it in their facility, we're ready to go. We wanted to do it this year. But then that bad wave of COVID hit in yeah. the East Coast and I guess most of the country, and that shut down plans for the, uh, the East Coast version. So you don't have it listed here, but I want to give a shout out to um, the Zone 12 event that's called Zone Fest at Sea with Princess Cruise Line. That's um, That event is December 10th through 18th, and it's, it's a pretty amazing offer. It's uh, like eight days at sea, going out of Fort Lauderdale, visiting St. Martin, St. Kitts, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Grand Turks and Caicos. And it's imagine going on a cruise with Porsche content. And there's going to be you know, hopefully a meetup with the Puerto Rico region. 
There'll be folks uh, doing presentations on cars. There will be, you know, meet some, hopefully we get someone like Nathan. There'll be seminars uh, just once a day. I mean, you're, you're on a cruise, so, but there'll be at least a bit of car content once a day. And to, to top it all off, I think the introductory price is like four ninety nine a person, which what? is crazy. Four ninety nine a day? That's, that's an inside room, so don't get too excited. Still though, if you, that's if, a, if that's if, a deal, if you, that's a for yeah. eight days to all these places, and honestly, you don't even really stay in your room. You're gonna be outside eating, right, or laying on the the deck Drinking. or whatever. So if uh, you're interested in that, go to the PCA Zone Twelve website, or I think we have it on our PCA.org as well. Um, uh, yeah, it should be a pretty cool event. You going, Rob? He's gonna think about it now because of the price. <laughs> he should pay us to go so we can have the podcast on. I'm not really a... Because <laughs> we're in international here's water. Here's the thing. A it... lot of people have said, I'm not really a cruise person, but here's your chance to do a cruise and make someone in your family happy, and you got Porsche content. Right? If right. you're going to do it or try it, here's the if one to try. If we do the podcast on the boat, that's international waters, so I think we're free to say anything. Nope, nope. Nope, yeah, nope, absolutely. Nope, All, right, I'm... No, I'm <laughs> All right, Damon, recent video drops. We talked about uh, yeah, be, uh, before the videos, just uh, this isn't an event, but uh, before we forget, the raffle is open. Oh, yeah. Can't forget that. So yes, grand prize 2023 911 Carrera GTS Cabriolet America. That's a mouthful to say, but it's a beautiful car. Um, Only 115 of them are going to be made. 15 for Canada, 100 for U.S., and actually, it's only 99 for U.S. because one of those allocations is for us. And the car will be built at the time that we award the winner. So I will actually have the car to take to the Ooh, winner. That's a first. Wow. That's a first, yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice. I want a Canadian version. Yeah. Let's suppose if a winner from Canada wins. But I will still have a car to take to them. And but then it may not be a Canadian version. It won't be a swap Canadian version. Yeah. You know, yeah. Swap yeah, out we'll the speedometer. I mean, how much Canadian version. How, I'm, actually, I'm kind of curious. I mean, what are the differences, I wonder, between... I think it's just like you said. The, uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe a different color lights, maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. I, and I don't think the lights are different. I just think everything oh, U.S. So versus Canadian car? Yeah. 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 I, think horn, I think the horn's more polite. Not either, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we're not giving away more than one of those. So the uh, the alternate prizes, uh, or I should say, the second grand prize, and, and on and on, depending on how many tickets are sold, is a uh, uh, Carrera Cabriolet, uh, which is also a great car, plus yep. twenty five thousand dollars cash. Yep. Um, so videos, uh, I wrote these down. We still have quite a few to get through. Some of them I've mentioned in in past podcasts. Uh, we had that Nathan nine eight seven video with which uh, just dropped that didn't know that that was going to be published today at this time last week. So we pushed back the schedule a little bit, um, but we have 993 Carrera RS and RS Club Sport coming up. Uh, 992 GT3 versus GT3 Touring, Macan Spark Plug replacement, Macan GTS with Sport Pack. We had a correspondent in, in Los Angeles drive one of those for video um rob your water pump is still at some point this year that'll be published uh, you know if that gets stretched out a little bit longer <laughs> yeah. that's fine uh, you know, is, is it taking a long time to edit out all the cursing i did well it's uh probably gonna take a long time for that uh to be honest uh, yeah. i just haven't gotten 
to that. There, there were more the f bombs dropped in that than in the movie Casino. Oh yeah, definitely. There, but there we might... definitely got to do it because it really shows a real world experience of doing your water pump. Not, not the yeah. normal video they showed the water pump being done in seven minutes. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Where all the bolts have been pre loosened. Yes. And... Yeah. But it, but it kind of makes sense too to to not do it right now because a lot of people in the U.S. are going to be taking their cars in for the winter and maybe tackling a project such as this. So. Releasing it in the fall makes sense to me. Um, there is a, a Turbo GT One Mile Review. If you don't want to watch Vu's, I think it was like a 20, 25 minute in depth review of the Turbo GT, uh, we have Kermit, the 97 Carrera Cabriolet that's owned by John D'Angelo. That One Mile Review is still coming up. And I think there are a couple others that I'm not remembering right now, but yeah. lots of videos. Yeah. The, what is, is it oh. Viper, like Signal Green, John's car? Conda Green. Conda Green, yeah. So it's Manny and I... cabin, Conda Green. Manny and I did, um, like we did for Works Reunion, we did it for the gathering. So we did sort of a walk around to each of the cars. So I'll send you those files cool. too. Should be a awesome. per- fairly easy cut. Cool. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, those are the main videos. Um, yeah, check out the recent Cayenne Turbo GT in-depth review. What's the next one mile review? Uh, I believe it's Turbo GT, and then Conda Green 993 is coming after that, and then we have to start filming stuff. We saw the Safari. Uh, oh, and the Safari. Yeah, was forgetting that. So we have a few in the hopper, and then we're driving a couple more cars on a trip we're taking next week. Yeah. yeah. So it should well, be we definitely as we get into the winter months. Manny was talking about it. Is you know people ask how do we choose these cars? Honestly, people bring it to our attention, and if timing's right, we'd love to do a one mile review of your car. We need to kind of add to our stock for yeah. the winter. So it's gonna be tougher in the winter. Yeah, for for October, November, if you're in the DC area uh, and you want us to do a one mile review of your car, reach out to yep. reach out to Dam- me at Damon L at PCA dot org. Nice and easy. <laughs> when you were driving the one mile review of you in the cup car, I can tell that suspension is stiff. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Oh yeah, because he was bouncing around. He looked yeah. like a toy. He's like, k-dunk, k-dunk, k-dunk. But it's got to be all set. It's a Manny bobblehead. It's got to be all set. It was like a body bobble. A lot of jello. There he goes. Look at see. That's hysterical. It's like the seat is spring loaded. Special issue of Panorama next month, which we didn't talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of the, the destination issue. We obviously drive a lot of cars in a lot of different and kind of interesting locations, and we never really make note of where we are. So in this one, the destinations are a little bit more front and center. We didn't go full travel and leisure, but we've got a drive in Norway, the Alps. We've got uh, mm, John cool. Choldenko, who borrowed an Airstream trailer and hooked it up to a Cayenne and took it up uh, the California coast. Uh, drive through the Alps, so lots of cool stuff in that. Cool. And it's the parade issue, too. Awesome. Nice. All right, we've gone a little bit over. Hopefully you enjoyed this extended version. Gentlemen, is there anything else we want to share with them before we sign off? Again, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. We really would appreciate that. Thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, just grab that VIN and go to PCA.org and we'll set you up with membership. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Email us at podcast at pca.org if you have a thought or want to comment on something. Until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.